You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. It's a Thursday in Chiefs Kingdom, and the Chiefs are back on the practice field today. We heard from special teams coordinator Dave Tobe, tight end Travis Kelsey, and safety Tyron Matthew. We'll go in that order, starting with special teams coordinator Dave Tobe. Then we'll hear from tight end Travis Kelsey. Then we'll take a quick timeout, and when we get back, you'll hear from safety Tyron Matthew. Here's special teams coordinator Dave Tobe. What happened after the game? Uh. It was it was normal all the way up until you know somebody grabbed me and said you better stick around you know because normally we take a shower and we you know if we lose we lick our wounds we go home and uh, but they they told me to stick around because coach wasn't feeling well so and because and then I knew that I would possibly have to do the pose game so that's what I did I struck stuck around for it and they went in and looked at Coach Reed and saw him talked to him and he says you ready to do that I said sure. You know, because he was, they were looking at him at that point, and then, you know, and then it went from there. So, so we, had, we had a chance to talk to you briefly after the game. You were still probably not knowing exactly what was going to happen with him. When did you find out they were going to have to actually take him to the hospital? Uh, what was I, like yeah, that's a good him? question. I actually knew it. I actually knew it before I went in there. Mm-hmm. You know that they were going to take him in because it was really precautionary. You know, so they were going to try to get him in there, and the best way to do it was, you know, obviously get the ambulance in there and take him out. But, I mean, he was in great spirits at that time, and, you know, he was uh, – they were checking him out, and they were all over. Doctors were on top of it, and and he was fine. You know, I mean, obviously now we can right. say that. But. Normally, I mean, like, he doesn't turn off Sunday after the game. So what was Sunday night like? Were you guys getting messages from him? Was he trying to – We didn't hear from him. We didn't hear from him, but I did hear from Rick, you know, uh, keeping us updated. Rick was keeping us all updated at that time how he was doing and it was all good I mean it was all real good and they you know and then we understood that they were going to keep him overnight we found that out and that they were going to check him out until the next day no I mean we, we never went through a practice round or anything <laughs> I mean I mean you could say that was kind of it right there you know and uh, you know we would have hit the ground running I think uh, you know the good thing about coaches that we have a structure in 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 you know, in the in what we do, you know, it's a process. Uh, so we knew exactly, you know, where we would go from there and how we would go on with the week. And so, I mean, we were, we were ready for, you know, we were ready for that if something happened like that. So, you talk a lot about uh, guys on special teams, uh, contributing on special teams. A lot of times it's the younger guys, third string guys. Yep. We don't quite know what Josh uh, Gordon's role is going to be yet. Is he going to be a guy that's going to contribute? Uh, probably not. You know, I, I I talked to him yesterday. I said, if you could return kicks, he just started laughing, you know. <laughs> I mean, because we have all those guys out there that, that do it. And, uh, you know, and I didn't ask him if he can cover any kicks either. But, uh, you know, I, I just think he's beyond that, to be honest with you. I mean, if he comes in to help us, it's going to be, you know, as a, as, a, as a two or a three receiver. You know, and I think, you know, in that role, he won't be playing special teams. 
you know, the, the main thing that he needs to do right now, and I know Coach is talking, is get up to speed of what we're doing. And what our, our offense is complicated, and it's, there, you know, there's a lot to it. So he, he's not coming to special teams meetings. He's doing that. He's, doing, he's meeting with Joe. Hey, what you, you've been back to places you've coached before, but what's it like to go back to Philadelphia? And, and what, what do you remember about that last experience with a while ago? Then? It was a while ago, and we were excited for it for Andy. You know, I mean, obviously that was uh, that was a long time. Was that 2013? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a long time ago. Uh, but it's always good to go back. I mean, we went back to Chicago, and that was like you know I was there for nine years, and that it's always fun. Uh, you know, there's high anxiety before the game, but after the game, you always you know you enjoy it more when you win, obviously, you know, so uh, I'm sure, you know, it's, it's going to be important to Andy. Good. I don't want to speak for him, but I know it will. The other thing that we'll twist on is that each franchise has won a Super Bowl since then, so it's a, a little different. Mm -hmm. what, do you, what do you suppose the reception for Andy will be like? I'm sure we know it's going to be mixed with fans. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be. You know, I mean, it's different out there, you know, I, but I do think, you know, Andy was a beloved guy out there. I mean, he was there for 14 years, and they appreciate Andy Reid. Dave, uh, you saw where Justin Tucker broke the record the other day. A little part of you or any part of you disappointed that uh, Bucker didn't get a uh, record first? I know Bucker can, I know Bucker can be in that range. You know, on, on, the, on the right day, he can be he, – he'd, he'd have a real shot at it, you know, in, in the right, right situation. Um, but it's not surprising that Tucker got the record. I mean, he is, he is – you know, he is a great kicker. You know, he's got a great mindset. You know, and his leg is so strong. But Bucker, if there's one guy that can do it, that can break the record, it's it's Harrison. You know, and I, and and even their coach told me that. You know, after because I congratulated the coach, and and he told me that very thing that your guy can break it, and uh, in the right situation, I believe he can. In the right situation, you know, obviously with, with Justin doing it was in the dome. Is, it was in a dome. Is that something that you would consider like? Yeah, in a dome. I mean, that's a perfect, you know, obviously in a vacuum, you're, uh, you're good. Uh, if you have, if you're outside and you got the wind at your back, end of half, long field goal before the half, you try, uh, you know, and then the game where you got to do what you got to do there. So um, if you get the wind right, Bucker can do it. You're going for that type of kick. You got to be wary of a return. So yes, it, it happened. It's, it's, it's so ironic because it happened this week. I mean, uh, Jacksonville. I mean, I know it was Jacksonville. I'm trying to remember who, who the kicker yeah, Arizona kicked it. It was a 68-yarder. They tried, and you know, obviously, you're going to put a returner back there, no matter what. You're going to put a returner there because you're, you know, you're returning against a bunch of old linemen that aren't great cover guys. So they did it, and that's a, that's the risk that you take about kicking a long, you know, field goal. And you have to you have to teach your guys how to cover, how to fan the field, and not get all bunched up. Uh, I'm not saying that's what happened in Arizona, but you know, there's always that chance that you know that big play can happen against you. For three weeks, what are your evals currently on Hardman and Pringle as uh, the starting returns? Uh, good. We're just having a lot of opportunities. You know, uh, uh, Hardman, I thought he was really good in the game. I, I mean, he was hitting it hard. Even on offense, he was getting the ball and going north and south. I mean, it was, was something we haven't seen from him. He was physical, and that was good to see. And then uh, Pringle, I mean, we just haven't had an opportunities on the kick return. We had the one, and he did a great job with it. We got a nice 30-yard return last week. Uh, so... Still early, you know. It's early yet in the season, and I, I, I'm happy with those guys right now. Typically, have an aggressive mentality on the kick return. You're still subscribing to if they feel good, you know, you know, three or four. Yeah, they they understand. We we give them parameters every week. 
you know, depending on who we're playing, like if, if, the, if the ball's not hanging and it's a low, hang, a low uh, kick and it's five deep, we might challenge them and come on out with it because of time, you know. But if you got a – last week we had a kicker that really hung the ball. It was a four or five hang time at five deep. We didn't want to come out. But the other one, that one that he came, came out with, it was a shorter kick. You know, the hang time wasn't there and we were able to get it out. So it, it, it all matters what kind of kicker you have and what kind of coverage you got. Dave, one of the things that you're probably going to see less of, just because this is what football is, is punts. I mean, people are going for fourth downs. I think the Chargers only had one official fourth down they went for the other day, but they yeah. tried to go for it, had a legal shift and all these things. What's it like on the sideline? You think Frustrating. back in the day, you're like, we're going to get <laughs> yeah. a punt here. Yeah, we were, we were already, you know, obviously we were already for the field goal block team, you know, because, I mean, it, it, everything tells you they're going to kick the field goal right there. It's tied up and you're going to go ahead. And then they put the field goal on the team, then they, uh, on the field, then they took them off. And then, Decided to go for it, you know, and then they, they had the penalty, and then it's now it's now I thought sure they're going to kick it, no, they go for it again, you know. So what was it fourth and nine I think, and they you know, obviously and then so a uh, little different, you know. We just we're, we're prepared with field goal block and we're we're prepared with punt return, you know, every time. But teams are definitely taking more of a risk uh, risk against us now, you know. Obviously, you know, they don't want to give the ball back to Mahomes. All right, thanks. See you later. Hello, hello. Hey, Travis. Travis, what do you remember about that last time you played the Eagles? Um, just winning and uh, having all the family and friends up at Arrowhead uh, that came out to see the game. Um, we had a few coming from uh, Cleveland that day, and uh, just a lot of family and friends, man. It was, a, it was a fun experience to leave out of there with a win. I'm, I'm not sure if Jason felt the same way, but it was, uh, it was definitely cool. You were a little extra amped, I think, during the game. Is that fair to say, with, with, with Jason, too? And is that sort of thing that's on your mind going into this? Um, sort of, I guess. I mean, I think it's always in the back of my mind that, you know, not only is it my brother, but, uh, you know, and, and this is nothing against... Kansas, I love Kansas City. I'm so fortunate to be here, man. But they uh, they took the opportunity away from me to play with my brother in Philly when they when they picked Zach Ertz in the in the draft. So <laughs> <clears throat> it's just in me to you know see that and uh, and Zach Ertz has been awesome for him, helped him get a Super Bowl. So I mean, it wasn't the wrong pick. It's just in my mind they took that opportunity when I thought it'd be so cool to you know play at all three levels with my brother. But um, I'm happy I landed here in Kansas City. I can tell you that much. Trent, there's a picture of you kissing him after the game. Like, how much is that? In your McKelsey household, that picture? Yeah. Um, it's not of my household. I made sure I sent it to him, though. <laughs> you, you were uh, your rookie year, right? Did you even make the trip up there to Philly? Um, yeah, so that was that my that was my rookie year, and that was the year that I was uh, I was banged up, and I believe I was actually on the fifty three still then. I think that was like week six, and that might have been my last week, um, but I did not dress that day. No. It was fun. To, I mean, the attitude, the Philly fans. That was Andy's first trip back there. What oh, do you yeah. remember about that night? And you'd expect it to be a, a little bit different now because it's been longer. He's been away. He's won a Super Bowl. And they won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think personally, I've I've been to Philly a bunch of times since you know uh, Coach Reed has been here, obviously, and. Um, I hear nothing but great things from Philly fans about Coach Reed. I mean, they absolutely loved him, adored him when he was in Philly. Obviously, he gave him a number of uh, successful seasons, or just seasons that you know I mean, uh, they could they could uh, feed off of. And um, you know, they just have a tremendous respect for uh, Coach Reed, just what as you, everybody else. What do you uh, well, take us back to Sunday? You guys were obviously disappointed with the way the game went, and then tell us about when you heard that Coach wasn't going to be at the podium and was going to go to the hospital, and just the uncertainty that you guys had. And you may take it through, but you finally got to see him again this week. 
Um, yeah, I mean, health is everything, right? I mean, this game is whatever. You know, it, uh, having the, knowing the people in this building, uh, football is such a small aspect of life that, you know, I mean, you, we, uh, we all take for, you know, I don't what I'm trying to say is that everybody, uh, football is secondary, right? We're always thinking of health first, and uh, that was the biggest thing for me, just to make sure that the big guy was okay. I wasn't even thinking about what it would be like without him in the building or anything like that. I just, you know, wanted to make sure that uh, Coach Reed knew we, he had our support and that we were thinking about him. Guys, what was it like for you when Jason won the Super Bowl, watching his celebration, and I wonder what uh, you felt his feeling was for you when, when, when you guys won and how you celebrated? Um, I, I mean, I was in the stands crying in Minnesota when he won his. That was a, it was an unbelievable game between them and the Patriots. Back and forth, a lot of emotion, a lot of scoring, which is fun to watch. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just it was. I remember being in the being in the stands and, and and just being happy for him to get to the mountaintop. You know, being a a walk on linebacker at the University of Cincinnati and finding his way into All Pro and uh, just the stardom that he's had in his career. Um, it's uh, it's been cool to see him. Uh, become who he is, and people, you know, get attracted to that because he is a he's a fun guy to be around. Is it about him, for him, him towards you? Did, did he uh, reciprocate the feeling? Oh man, it was it was cool to just be on the field with him. You know, I, I did a few interviews with him. Uh, he was he was they were trying to make it about us, and he was trying to push it all to me. And I, I just you know that's him being a big brother and uh, always having support, and you know being there when times are rough and then when times are great. First game like, old, you know, uh, Josh Gordon's game. Familiar. I mean, I grew up uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. So yeah, seeing him uh, play for the Browns, we have some Brown, uh, Cleveland connections in terms of who he knew in the city. Um, and you know, I just, uh, I, I just respect the heck out of him. And as a professional, uh, everything from every team that he's been on, every, asking about him, and everybody praises him in terms of his work ethic. And I just, uh, I think you know, this uh, this team is definitely um, suited for a guy like that, man. To come in and just work his tail off and try and get better. How do you look at practice yesterday? How he was flying around, man. It was fun. It's uh, when you see uh, an athlete like that run, man. It is uh, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, as, one the on the team, as one of the leaders on the team, uh, you haven't lost uh, two games in a row since the Super Bowl season, but this is the first time in, in some time that you've been under 500. Uh, what's your message to your teammates in the locker room to get back on track? Have a self urgency and, and don't panic. I mean, it's uh, it's right there. We got a long season left, um, and uh, and we got the guys to get it fixed, right? We got the mentality, the, the the leaders in the locker room to make sure that we're all doing the right things. But it starts in practice. It starts in our attention during the the, the install, the game plans, and stuff like that. And then when we go out on the field, um, understanding why we're you know calling the plays that we're calling and uh, and running them to to full speed, you know, making sure that we're covering all the little details, just uh, back to the fundamentals. We were flying that? around yesterday, yeah. I mean, it was a little muggy, but everybody you could see was dripping sweat, and they were trying to work on their craft to get better. Was there a conversation that you guys had, or just sort of understood that that's what needed to happen? I mean, every single every single Tuesday, we'll walk into the building, and Coach Reed will have a team meeting, and he sets the challenge right there. It'll be a little review, and it'll be where we're going next. And um, sure enough, I, we like I said, the leaders in this locker room, we, we're here, and it means a lot to us. So we're going to find a way to, to, to figure things out and, uh, and, and 
rally the group to make sure that everybody's doing the right things. But that Tuesday meeting when Coach Reed came in, he presented us with the challenge, uh, which is the Philadelphia Eagles and how we're, you know, mentality going to attack them um, or get ready for this game. You know, everybody responded right. You talk about the emotion uh, of watching your brother, you know, doing Super Bowl. When you look across and see 62 out there, I know you, you typically – you don't really watch the other team's offense, but just being able to see him out there, what's that emotion going to be like? Honestly, man, it's tough for me to watch the Eagles and not just watch my brother the entire play, man. <laughs> I, uh, I get fired up from just watching him. And, and honestly, I've learned a little bit here and there about how to uh, how to attack a guy in terms of leverage and um, some of the techniques that the uh, the old veteran over there has uh, figured out. Um, it's just, you know, and, and also what is atten- where his eyes are in terms of it, how coverage relates and stuff like that in the screen game. He's... Uh, He's second to none when it comes to stuff like that. And what's the wager? Is there back and forth? Is there is no wager. No, no. I still got to call him. I got a few people that uh, need tickets. I got to give him a shout. <laughs> that was actually going to be my question. What, what, what kind of game week trash talk is there between you and your brother or any? There really isn't. There really isn't. I mean, we play on the same side, right? We're both offensive sides, so there's not much trash talk to go around. And plus, right now, we're 2-1. and one. We're just trying to get back on the winning train. Uh, I believe our 1-2. and two. I believe both, uh, the Eagles are the one and two as well. So, you got another hundred yard game on Sunday, and that gives you the most past Tony Gonzalez for club history. I know you don't get too much of the numbers and accolades and that kind of thing, but I, you know, Tony said that you're like a little brother to him. What's Tony Gonzalez to you? That's pretty cool, man. I mean, he's like a, he's like my uncle, man. He's like my older brother. He, he's a, he's always been right there. Uh, if I if I re- if I need to reach out for anything, um, I I really haven't, you know quizzed him or grilled him uh, since my rookie year in this offseason. If you guys didn't see it on game day, uh, we did. Uh, we sat down and watched some film, and I, w- I was just sitting there and just grilling him on every single decision, what he was looking at. And it's it, what it is, it's reassurance. You know that, you know, um, what I'm doing or what I could be doing um, th- at this point in my career um, can keep getting uh, higher, better and better every single week. And, um, you know, having a guy like that, uh, in your hip pocket, man. That's a that's that's something I definitely don't take for granted. Travis, we've heard from from Patrick's side of it, obviously following the game on Sunday. But you guys are so good at improvising and understanding what your teammate is doing. I just wonder, with the interception, what's the lesson that's learned there, and is there anything that you can take away when you looked at it on film? Um, the biggest thing is just to communicate. I, I told him what I was thinking. He he told me what he was thinking, and from there we just make a you know, and get an understanding of all right. You know, next time we'll do this, you know, and that's the biggest thing is to keep growing um, through conversation and through, you know, film review as a team. And that's with everybody. You know, if you know, if I see something, I'll go up to him and say, hey, this is what he told me in a situation like this. You know, let's uh, let's try and work that into the next time, you know, whatever it is. And that's uh, that's just the, the culture of this offense. The other thing about that 2017 game, I think that was sort of during a time when you were still getting a number of penalties, and that's really changed. I wonder if you could just account for how that grown. I remember I got a personal foul that game for yelling at the sideline when Kareem broke the long run. That's right. Just, yeah, I mean, it's little stuff like that is unneeded, you know. I made the the extra point harder on our our field goal kick. I'm not sure who it was back then. It might have been Santos. Um, it might have been Bucker. I don't know. No, I'll let, I'll let you guys. I'll let you guys figure that one out. Um, but just you know, just being more accountable, and, and and that's you know having successful plays, and then when uh when you know 
you think about doing something stupid, don't do it. <laughs> That's as flat as, as easy as it, as easy as it is. Just be able to control that emotion, man. I mean, you have to be. You have to be. You know, I, 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 what, what I'm more proud of is that you know I represent the team in the right way. That's the biggest thing because I wasn't doing that when I was doing those silly things and those stupid penalties. Was there a point where you came to that realization? Without a doubt, every time I did it. <laughs> every, I just, as soon as I did, I'm walking off the field, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> that, I mean, that kicked me out of the game. It took me out of the game and I believe, the first half. So that was silly, and I regret doing it to this day, man. Jack, I have one more question uh, about your brother, given you mentioned Ertz. You lost a bet with him recently about the trade and has these, like, beach blonde hair. As one he of looks sweet, man. He looks sweet. He's got like the Bosworth swag going right now. It's like a Street Fighter or something, man. It's pretty sweet. I'm digging it. I don't know how long I'll keep it. One quick fun one, I guess. Cincinnati, Notre Dame this week, right? I don't think we've talked to you since Cincinnati's going to move to the Big 12. Just what are your thoughts about your alma mater? How big see, baby. this week and, and kind of what it would mean to be in the Big 12? The Bearcats, baby. I'm a, I, I, listen, I love UC. Ever since I was there, the people uh, still got a good group of people. When I, when I was there, are still there uh, running the ship. And um, sure enough, Coach Fickle has those guys playing their tail off. Um, I'm happy for the university uh, to, to get into a, a bigger conference uh, and uh, what that will do for the recruiting and, uh, and what it will do for that, you know, that fan base, that Bearcats fan base, and make them you know, that much more rowdy uh, there in the NIP. Um, I just I love everybody back there at Cincinnati. Hopefully, I can get back to a game uh, before the end of the season. But uh, this week's a big week, man. We get to play my uh, my ex coach, Brian Kelly, man, who I, I had a lot of respect for. Um, he had me at quarterback a little bit. Don't know if that was uh, that was the plan the whole time, but um, it was. Uh, we had a lot of fun back then, and to see where he's at in Notre Dame, being I think the most winningest coach there, or something like that. Yeah, I mean that's impressive stuff. So it's just, I think it'll be a great, great challenge for the Bearcats, man. But um, I think we'll pull away. Okay, thanks for having me. You see. <laughs> you just heard from Chiefs special teams coordinator Dave Tobe and tight end Travis Kelsey. Now here's safety Tyron Matthew. I know there's danger in assuming things, but when you guys left training camp and approached the regular season. What were your thoughts on how you guys are going to start the season defensively, and what's your level of surprise at how things have gone in these three games, not in terms of defensively? Yeah, I mean, uh, you deal with different things uh, throughout the course of the season, obviously. Um, you know, coming into training camp, you know, we had a couple points of, uh, of emphasis, uh, the things that we really uh, wanted to get better at, things that we um, worked on getting better at. Uh, it, it hasn't really gone our way. Uh, we're not necessarily disappointed uh, or discouraged. Um, we know that there's just a lot more work uh, for us to, you know, do. So uh, just constantly trying to pull the group together, keep the group together. Uh, I think that's the mo- most important thing. Now, what's, what's sort of the balance between having some urgency to get turned around versus, you know, not panicking? I guess. Um, well, we got some great coaches, man, um, and uh, you know, we like to, you know, take their word for it. Um, so obviously. You know, every week in the NFL, you know, you have to have a sense of urgency. You know, every game is important, especially, you know, divisional games. Um, but uh, you just got to keep chipping away, man. Uh, you can't necessarily uh, change the things that, that has happened. Um, you just got to uh, paint a, a clearer picture of, you know, how you want things to, to go, you know, going forward. I'm going to take you back to 2019. Uh, when I asked you about Terrell says when you came here to see him, you said he brought the championship swagger. 
Uh, you carried that. You know, you preached it to the team. You told us about it. How do you guys get back to that? Uh, just playing for each other. Um, I, I think. You know, anytime you have, uh, you know, great success in, in this league uh, as a team, individually, um, it's a lot of outside noise, a lot of outside opinions, expectations. People want you to play how they expect you to play. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's all about the guys in the room, uh, the guys in the locker room, our coaches. Um, and as long as we kind of keep that, you know, mentality, um, I think being one and two, you know, won't necessarily uh, stop us from, you know, getting to our ultimate goal, you know, and that's to, you know, win a championship and obviously, you know, win a division. And I remember as one of the leaders on the team, when you go back and you look at the film, especially the last three games, what's the conversation like, not only in the field room, but in the locker room on how you all can improve and, and limit the mistakes that are being made? Yeah, I think, you know, mostly when we watch the tape, obviously, you know, you know, you're playing against other NFL players. They make plays too. Um, they get paid too, but anytime you miscommunicating or, you know, you can't get lined up, um, you know, you're beating yourself pre-snap, um, that's the things that you, that's the things that are in our control, you know, getting lined up, uh, communicating the right way. Um, and so as long as we could con continue to, 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 uh, to correct those things, uh, I think our defense is, it's amazing. Um, everybody has to be on the same page, but, you know, once we're able to kind of not beat ourselves pre-snap, uh, I think we could play good defense. I mean, it's, it's come up, you know, a couple times uh, throughout the course of uh, each game, you know, this season. So, um, and I think that mostly falls on the players that, that's out there. Uh, that's not necessarily coaching or anything like that. Um, you have to stay focused, you know, throughout the course of the game and uh, especially in the secondary. You know, anytime you miscommunicate or you take a false step, um, those plays are explosives. So um, we just got to be really conscious of that. I'm guessing you uh, played against Josh Gordon somewhere along the line? Maybe. I, I can't really remember. Well, how do you look at practice yesterday? Uh, I mean, he kind of reminds me of Calvin Johnson, uh, just, just the way he's built. Uh, I mean, a guy, the guy looks like, you know, one of those kind of guys that, you know, you see two people on him, you still throw the ball to him. So, uh, and I mean, we're really just looking forward to, to seeing what he could come in and, and really bring to the team. Uh, obviously, everybody in the locker room got a great responsibility uh, to, continue, to, to continue to encourage him uh, and push him in the right direction. But uh, from what I've seen, you know, he's a hell of a football player. Someone that is not Calvin Johnson, former Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith. What have you all seen on film that, you know, gave you all pause to pause? Yeah, I mean, he's a playmaker. They put him in positions to really make plays. I played against this head coach when he was in Indianapolis, and they kind of use him the same way they use T.Y. Hilton. So they're going to create opportunities for him to get the ball you know, obviously he's an explosive player, and uh, I, I think most the best way to handle those guys is to, you know, play press man on them, disrupt them at the line of scrimmage, uh, you know, kind of make their day frustrating. All right, based upon the miscues you're saying that they're pre-snap and maybe like a misstep, how quickly fixable do you think then is, is the defense? I think it's quickly fixable, man. Um, you know, as long as guys take the accountability and the responsibility, um, you know, and accept it first and foremost, and raise their hand and say, hey, that was me that, that messed this up or, or miscommunicated. Uh, the more we could do that, the more we could correct, you know, the problems. But, you know, we got good guys in our locker room, great guys, guys that stand up for themselves, stand up for the teammates. So, 
you know, I expect us, like I said earlier, to to be where we need to be. Um, but obviously, we need to get there a little bit quicker. Sorry, it's tough to play defense in the NFL. We all know that. It's getting even tougher now. Really tough. Fourth and nines, yeah. Fours. What's that like to adjust? And you've been in the league long enough to where it's like used to be fourth down and just punt. Yeah, I that's mean, not the case I mean, it's a it's a great opportunity, man. It's a great challenge. Um, you know, that's why I love playing. You know, defense, um, reacting to the unexpected, um, just being challenged, you know, uh, all four downs. Um, and, and us as a defense, we have to accept that, you know, challenge. Um, you know, anytime it's fourth and, and more than one yard, you know, I feel like we should be able to win those downs. Um, so uh, it just comes with a mindset. You know, coaches constantly, you know, harping away at it. Uh, you know, the leaders on the defense, you know, just, just const- constantly implementing, you know, that attitude. Um, I think that's really, you know, what it comes down to. The, the fourth and nine of the day, they, it was confusing on TV when people were watching. They said they called it on Dan, but they called it the PI on, on Baker. You were over there near. What, could you hear what the conversation was with the officials? You guys gone back and looked at that? What you think of the call? Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I, I didn't think it was – I'm an aggressive guy. <laughs> I would never call pass interference. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, I think the rough behind Baker, I think he saw the tug. So anytime you see guys leaning back, Arms extended, um, you know, that's easy flag, you know, for the refs to, to throw. And the other thing from Sunday, I saw your tweet after the game. We were all, you know, waiting for Coach Reed. He didn't come to the press conference because he had to go to the hospital. Take us through what Sunday night was, getting the information to try to pass it on to your teammates, and then how happy you were when you, when you saw him in here. Yeah, man, really, man. Honestly, just really hoping for the best. You know, obviously, uh, you know, none of us really know what was going on. Um, I think we... We all know deep down in our in our hearts that you know Coach Reed is a tough guy. <laughs> you know he's strong. He'll try his best not to miss a day of work. But um, just really hoping for the best, man. Uh, praying a lot. Um, you know I text his wife. Uh, uh, just really, you know, just sitting with them, praying with them, hoping for the best. Uh, but you know more than glad that that he's back at work, uh, back to himself. You know, cracking jokes, just being him. You're an early arriver here to work. You ever beat him to work? Never. No, I don't think I ever could. <laughs> I think he sleeps here, but I don't know. <laughs> Tyron, so much of, of coaching is about reassuring and, and obviously giving a message down to the players, but because of what you mentioned earlier that you feel like a lot of this is, you know, a player responsibility, is, is there something that you may say to Spags or, or Coach Merritt or Madison uh, from a player perspective that gives them reassurance that, Things are going to get fixed throughout the season. Yeah, I think you you really think mostly just guys showing up to work with the right kind of attitude, the right spirit, um, being what they're supposed to be. I think that's like all the reassuring you know that a, that a coach really needs because he just wants guys that are present and here, that's listening, that's focused, that that's where their feet at. And I think as players, that's not too much of a responsibility. You know, when we make the kind of money we make. Um, you know, so it's a blessing to be able to, to come to work, uh, you know, play football, play a game, really, for a living. Um, so, uh, I mean, it's really our responsibility to uh, handle our business, you know, in the right way. Um, because our coaches deal with enough uh, as it is, um, just like us as players. They, they got their own lives as well, and stress builds up. And so as players, you know, we come to work, just try to be the best, you know, professional you could be. I think that's the best way to kind of, you know, assure your coach that hey, this guy's still with us. He's ready. He's committed. You know, he's he's going to get better. You didn't get a chance. You didn't get a chance to watch the Monday night game. What was your takeaway from 
Well, I, th I thought Philly came out, man. Uh, I thought they tried to be aggressive, uh, throwing the ball down the field. They probably threw the ball more early on in that game uh, than they did in a, in a previous game. So uh, I could see them, you know, obviously trying to uh, get those young receivers involved, get those guys' confidence build up. Uh, but I could also see those guys coming in against us and, and trying to really, uh, you know, secure the ground game, uh, get that get that rolling. Obviously, that opens up uh, a lot of the speed that they have on the outside with, with uh, Rieger and, and Smith uh, and even Watkins. So uh, they got they got some guys that could fly, you know, down the field. And I think if they could get the run game going, they'll be able to take the shots that they that they really want to take. Tyron, you talk about being an aggressive guy. Uh, a lot of times you show your emotion. Uh, we see it on, on film and all that. But uh, how do you make sure that these young guys, you don't take you know, their confidence from them? Or, I know they're pros, right? They, they're supposed to do a job. But uh, being that aggressive guy you know, and, and sharing Spags' message on the field, how do you make sure that they still are in tune and, and have that same mentality? It's all about approach. Uh, you, know, you can approach some guys. You know, one way and other guys, you have to kind of, you know, take the back door. Um, so I think as a leader, just, uh, you know, being able to understand or differentiate, you know, how to approach people, uh, I think that's the best way to, you know, get through to people. Okay, thanks, Darren. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys, 120 practice. We're outside for right now.